Jimmy All Zyler. right, everybody. Welcome to another exciting edition of Right in the Nerds. Uh, as always here, I'm your host, Cody, and with me is... Ray BG. And today, we are going to be looking into some huge announcements by Disney over the past uh, couple days here regarding one of our favorite, favorite, favorite things ever, Star Wars. Uh, maybe dipping a little bit into the Marvel pool, depending on how long we fanboy and geek out over Star Wars. And we're definitely going to mention a little bit of that Mandalorian that came out. That was fire. Oh my... <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we can't... One of the things they did confirm uh, was, of course, the Mandalorian Season 3, because we're not stupid. Uh, we all knew it was going to happen. Like, I don't even know... They don't even have to announce it. We're just like, okay, when's it come out next year? There you go. That's all we need to hear. Um, but... My God, the uh, the stuff they were coming out with, though. Uh, I mean, I have a list of it pulled up right now, and I gotta say, I am one hundred percent on board for everything they're doing. Are you talking about the ten Star Wars movies or shows they're they're talking about? Shows, movies, you name it, I'm in. Like, I I haven't seen a bad one. Like. I mean, we could just go through the list of them here because I do have it pulled up. Okay, what you got? I've been salivating over it for the past uh, <laughs> few few days now. Um, okay, well, first off, let's just go ahead and get started. The Mandalorian Season 3. They don't have to announce anything else Star Wars for a long time, so long as they're still giving me the Mando. I give you, uh, yeah, Baby Yoda, Mando especially now because it's getting deep into his, um, if you've been watching The Mandalorian, it's starting to get deep into... Um, Mendo's so, Mendo's whole his his creed and his and, and who he is as a person now is starting to go yeah. there. Let's let's go ahead and just issue a spoiler warning because some Mandalorian spoilers are definitely gonna come out. <laughs> like if this is your last chance, uh, you know, be careful all ye who enter here. Like let's just put it this way: like this is your last chance for spoilers. Come back to us a little later. Um, and also, hey, you guys got to look into it too with the Mandalorian. They're also starting to—they're giving us bits and pieces of the Jedi, and, and we've already done this whole topic. And, and before, and I said I hope that they don't become Jedi um, saturated. I think they're doing the form that I think they're working on that formula right now, and, and so far, it's, it's been very, um, very mouth-watering. Let's, let's put it that way. I will tell you, I think. <laughs> I think the only reason they're even bringing Jedi into it is so that way they can give us back one of our favorites. Uh, I mean, we got to see, which again, spoilers, you know, deal with it. Uh, we got to see Ahsoka. Yes. But even her introduction is leading into a, well, who else is back? Yes. Because I think we're going to get us some Ezra back. You think so? I hope better. Like, hey. She specifically in that episode asked about Thrawn and where he's at. That's right. Almost implying that he's back. Right. In some capacity. If he's back, Ezra's back. They both got drugged off into hyperspace by the weird squid creatures together. And then we haven't heard anything more about him because Ahsoka and Bo or no, wait, sorry. So Ahsoka and Sabine Wren were gonna go look right. for him. Right. Uh, which is which would be awesome because I mean if the Mandalorian can tie in the Star Wars animated series that's been, that that's also fire if you guys watch that then that's that'll be amazing um, to be able to, to live cast Ezra um, and Thrawn and all those characters oh my gosh yes holy crap yes if, I'll tell you what I I 
Which is why I, I'm almost wondering if Moff Gideon's going to be out of the picture this season. Although Giancarlo keeps saying, he's like, you should expect to see me for a while. <laughs> and I'm okay with that, because anytime you cast him as a villain, I'm going to watch it. Like, it's it's almost not fair to, to cast him as the villain, because he's just so damn good at it. Um, yeah, there's a reason we all loved him on Breaking Bad. The reason we <laughs> loved him on The Boys. Still do on The Boys. Yeah, we still love him on The Boys. Yeah. Uh, you know. Giancarlo is one of those generational actors that's... Um, he fits well, He fits multiple generations. I mean, he has been around... And he doesn't. He just gets better with any any place he's put in. He's getting better. Hell yes. That's all I gotta say to that. You know, the, and Moff Gideon. His Moff Gideon is great. Yes. As <laughs> as much as I as much as I love to hate him, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. And of course, like we have a lot more going on because, uh, uh, you know, the Mandalorian somehow survived committing one of the Star Wars cardinal sins. To me, at least, and this is the, something I think the fan base kind of cringes a little bit at when they hear it. So, the first season, they pissed me off when they mentioned <laughs> when they mentioned Life Day because I've watched that 1970 Star Wars Christmas special in its entirety, and I hated it because it was trash. Yes, I agree. It might have been the introduction of Boba Fett, but it was garbage. I agree. You know, like and. I would like to apologize when I say that to Harvey Corman and B. Arthur, who were both in that special, because try as you might, you couldn't save that turd. And yeah, Han Solo, or sorry, Harrison Ford was completely uninterested in being there. It was, it just showed. It was a shoehorned in idea that George Lucas even tried to prevent anybody from being able to see after. <coughs> it's okay. So they they did that in the first season, which pissed me off. But the cardinal sin they made in season two. They have harkened back to the prequel trilogy a lot. Yeah. Even to the uh, child's origin. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, again, we mentioned spoilers earlier, but, but yeah, when we find out his name and we find out his backstory, that's, yeah. But that's good, though, because that, that links him to the, to the you know, to oh, exactly. Kylo Ren and, and, and our favorite Skywalker. It will. <laughs> It will eventually, yes. <laughs> So he might have ties, like... I guess the question is, though, like... How much of a well-kept secret was the child who... I'm just going to go ahead and throw out his name. So, again, turn away. Uh, Grogu. <laughs> very uneventful reveal. Where he's like, his name's Grogu. I'm like, that's what you came up with? Okay, whatever. I don't care. But... Uh, yeah, Grogu was a student at the Temple on Coruscant. Mm -hmm. He was apparently a well-kept secret because you'd figure Anakin probably would have uh, noticed that one of, the, <coughs> one of the three tridactyls he's ever seen somehow was not accounted for amongst the bodies of the dead mm -hmm. at the temple he sacked, you know. Mm -hmm. So he got, he got spared the purge, hid his powers for 50-some-odd years, and, uh, you know, he, he trained under the tutelage of other Jedi. So, in case, uh, I'm just going to throw this one out here, too. In case you guys don't remember when I said three tridactyls, I know you're probably thinking Yoda and Grogu, but uh, Yaddle, mm -hmm. the female, uh, that was briefly shown in episode one that looked like a Yoda with a really bad wig on. Right. Yeah, it was not well done. 
Well, you know, also, though, I like that, though. I like this because they also sort of linking... Uh, they linked that, that episode that we're talking about also to the game right. um, that came out. Um, because it's the same story. It's virtually the same storyline. The temple got destroyed. This kid... Um, hides his powers actually forgets he has some type of force amnesia some crap like that and he is working in the shipyard and he slowly learns who he is again as well as regains his power you know what I'm talking about there yeah EA's, Fallen Order Fallen Order yes yeah. EA Sports yeah I mean oh there's <laughs> okay there is one potential Jedi that I didn't mention when we were talking about this off cam or off mic mic yeah mic yeah no camera involved here but off <laughs> not mic, yet you're right <laughs> we're getting there one day uh no that uh could show up and the only reason i say he can show up is because they directly freaking lifted the dark troopers from one of the old video games mm. which was dark forces oh yeah 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 um star killer uh no not um kyle katarn okay yeah which he you know he kind of goes back and forth from being a Jedi and not, but we could get potentially a live-action Kyle Katarn. I, I haven't seen people mention this as a possibility, but if Dark Forces was a thing, mm-hmm. then that means... It, it, maybe it wasn't Katarn in that game, but he was in the other games. Like It's kind of alluding that those same characters are all there. That's a, that's a possible theory, I think. I, I, can, I can work with that. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, again, in The Mandalorian, we have... A bunch of characters. Thrawn might eventually show up. Ezra may eventually show up because it's Dave Filoni after all. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you know, we'll. I guess we can. I, I don't know if we should go any further in the Mando. No, I think that's good. I think right now that's good coverage for the Mando because we're not we're not going to make it a Mando show though. We could. I well, want I to, but I Mando. But Mando is on fire right now with next, me. I, I next love that. week is the season finale. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll probably hear his recap on Mandalorian again in another episode. Okay. Um, so what what else we got here? Um, I'm looking here the in, next, in in the hat here. What you got? Next one mentioned. It's a good place to jump off of since we talked about the Mando. Ahsoka. Oh yeah, she's getting a yeah. series, right? Hell yeah, she's getting a series. Nice. Um, yeah. Her appearance suggested uh, she was on the hunt for Grand Admiral Thrawn. So if he's not showing up in the Mando, he will be showing up in that series. I can almost freaking guarantee it. And I think this is so awesome, the fact that they are giving Ahsoka a series. Because, again, if you guys, um, and I'm telling you this too in case you want to catch up, go watch Star Wars Clone Wars, the animated series on Disney. If you have Disney+, Plus, or if you have the video ability to see it on video or something, that basically... They're using those storylines to set up the universe as it is right now. Mm-hmm. And um, Ahsoka in that, it, all the way from the beginning to the end, you, there's so much back, so much character growth for her in that, which there's, which I, I hope will lead, um, which they'll put into the, the series. I hope they put that into the series. Which but. is funny because she <clears> was not well received at first. And then time goes on and she turns out to be like, one of our favorites. Right. You know, and I, I hell, I'm like, like at first, because it was that Clone Wars movie that was not entirely great. Right. Um, but then you get the Clone Wars TV series, and I'm like, she's freaking awesome. And you gotta look, I mean, she's one of the few, very few Jedis who dual wills. I mean, that's, that's awesome within itself, to be able to dual will and use the Force. That's, that's awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. And that detail is great. 
I mean, not only that, her white lightsabers are amazing. Well, it, I just like seeing the different colored lightsabers, though, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was always a fan of the dark saber, but I think the white looks pretty damn cool, too. Um, of course, there's not really a whole lot about that. It's going to be Rosario Dawson still, because, duh, why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, she looked great in the Mandalorian as as, as Ahsoka. So. But it could give us another Mandalorian because Sabine Wren was a Mandalorian, wasn't she? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because it could be Ahsoka and Sabine, you know, palling around. Maybe crossing paths again, at least. Uh, give us some more of the Dave Filoni standouts coming through. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already got Bo-Katan back for a little bit. But... Uh, and uh, some of these are spinoffs of The Mandalorian. So, it, you know, kind of leads me into the next one, which is... Uh, is it Rangers? Rangers of the New Republic. <laughs> so, now, when I heard about this, the fact they used the, the, the heading Rangers of the New Republic took me back. I know some of you, some of the audience that we're talking to are young, probably younger generation, but bear with me here in my, old, my oldness. Back in the day, there was a show called Babylon 5, <laughs> Babylon 5 had a spin-off series called The Rangers and it dealt with basically what you would think this would deal with <laughs> um, people, the rebels in space um, protecting the realm basically in, in spaceships. So this is what I think when I see this so we'll see how that goes. Well yeah and a lot of people <laughs> think it's going to be just like a spin-off for uh, Cara Dune's character yeah. because that's was she a marshal of the New Republic or a ranger? She's a marshal now. Marshal now, but she could easily become. Right. Yeah, so, however, she's in a little bit of, well, sorry, I shouldn't say hot water. It's Twitter hot water right now um, for I, her peddling election conspiracy theories. And then also, I, I haven't seen the other part of it because they've just been talking about here lately how she's been peddling more conspiracy theories regarding the election, but... Um, Apparently, also, they took her to have made some transphobic statements, and I have not seen those, so I can't really uh, make too much commentary on that. But, uh, you know, it, Disney's not shying away from her so far, so. Yeah, she hasn't went, she hasn't hit um, Jenny Depp toxic yet, so she's, uh, she's oh. safe for now. Sorry about that for Jenny Depp fans, but apparently, no. the word on the street is he's very toxic right now, so. Hey. I mean, he got fired from <clears throat> Fantastic Beast. They clearly see some box office poison coming. So yeah, so it it's I, a given. I'm wishing them luck. I, I love Johnny Depp. I'm hoping that um, he can fight these things off and clears his name eventually. But right now, Hollywood says that he's almost too toxic to insure. So yikes, so, which yeah. is kind of the kiss of death for a career. Yeah. Uh, so if alas, Johnny Depp, we knew ye well, I suppose, and. That's even, you know, like we, the the stuff that he's been accused of though is pretty horrendous. I don't believe half of it, but then again, I'm just I'm just an outside person looking into these stories. But you know, right? Like I said, hopefully, hopefully he'll rise like the phoenix above this, and um, we'll see. That's all I can say. If it's true, it's true. There's no, if you did what you did, I mean, it's gonna come out like we've already said. Whatever's in the darkness always comes to the light. That's right. That's a true statement. That's Sunlight a is the best disinfectant. Perfect proverb. Yeah. So, I'll leave that at that. <laughs> yeah. Say, so, Rangers of the New Republic, though, we can get a lot of... Uh, I, I would look forward to this to kind of see the inner workings of the New Republic in action before it systematically gets destroyed again by Episode 7. 
I mean, that's what we're doing. Like, all of these shows are on a timeline. We know when they're fitting in. Right. The New Republic is, you know, it gets obliterated again. Again, yep. Which is, you know, the Star Wars method of galactic strife is rinse and repeat. Let's watch the Republic get decimated time and time again. Although, Episode 7, if you look at the timelines... I will say the sequel trilogies made no sense from the very beginning <clears throat> in terms of timeline. It really okay. didn't. Like, we know that kids are disappearing all across the galaxy. We know that there's been sightings of what's called the First Order from the Outer Rim. We're not going to get involved. This is a force that's only growing. We're not going to get involved. We're going to give a ragtag group of, you know, like five cruisers or whatever to patrol. Right. Get, you know, Leia's the only one taking it seriously, and they'll call it the Resistance. Right. I mean... To be honest, though, in, in, in the whole the whole series, the interconnecting series that Disney has done, I think um, Rogue... What was it? Rogue? Rogue One. Rogue One was the only one that was sort of out of place. Because it was in between. It dealt with the... Um, de- it dealt yeah, with the Death Star. The Death Star destruction number what two was it or no three? the first one was it a, oh it was the first one okay yeah, so that was that was before episode four started right. so where it's where it ended episode four began so i thought that was sort of out of place because to me it didn't really connect with um solo it didn't really connect with ray's version of of, of the jedi and skywalker trilogy so yeah right. it wasn't right. supposed to connect with anything except for the original trilogy yeah. Uh, okay. Which is fine by me. I mean, I was always kind of curious to see the Death Star plan thing, and, and the space battle that it right. gave us was probably the best in Star Wars history. Right. Which is saying a lot, honestly. I mean, well, actually, no, it's not. <laughs> Return of the Jedi was your only competition. Hey, I still the one the greatest thing about that movie I love was the um was the 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 creed that was being spoken by um the guy who plays Ip Man. When he's talking about yeah. there's only the force. I am one with the force. The yeah. force is with me. Yes, that was that was awesome. Right? <laughs> and it was, too. Like every, he's just walking in the middle of that battlefield before he gets blown up. So I guess, you know, it kind of failed him at the last second there. But he still... Uh, the, the force guided him to save the galaxy, essentially. Right. Like, everybody played a part in that. Yeah. And... And you can clearly yeah. see in that movie, that's what I think they were trying to get the audience to see that everybody has their place. The part to play. Oh, exactly. And and that was so that was sort of clearly drawn shown because people in in that show in that movie died at specific points during specific things. Right. So yeah. And uh, <clears throat> which actually, uh, that's the one thing I love because you know people were just like, how could the Rebel Alliance ever win that fight? It's because they had such a ragtag group of people who could do anything. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't clones bred for one specific purpose. Right. These were the people who could literally think and function for themselves and create their own mini-cells across the galaxy that wreak havoc on an empire whose resources were probably stretched pretty thin. Definitely, at that time, yes. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's just havoc on a scale that the empire couldn't comprehend and couldn't produce fast enough to fight. I think the only person that was sitting good at that time, which we didn't know, was Palpatine. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the outer rim, building up his forces. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, but yeah, because even Leia's brief appearance at the end of uh, Rogue One, when she's just like, what did they send us? Hope. I'm like, you know what they sent. This mission got greenlit. That's the dumbest question I've heard. It. Like, you're fired. 
And that's probably the dude who got choked by Vader in episode four when he says, yeah. like, well, this is a consular ship. Like, if this is a consul ship, where's the ambassador? And just like, <laughs> that guy is the same guy who asked the question of, would they send us? Why do you think we're here? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, come on. You just said that so we could have digitally imposed Carrie Fisher. There you us, go. You know, you turn go. toward the camera and say that line. Like, it, okay. But... <laughs> I, uh, Speaking of that, um, I don't know if you were going to mention it, but there's something about Star Wars Andor. That's yes, Cassian Andor, the uh, one of the heisters from Rogue One yes. in his own series. So we get to see some rebel espionage, yeah. which I'm kind of, I'm in. Yeah, I'm definitely in for that. I liked his character, honestly. Um, Did he play both sides in, in Rogue One, though? No. Uh, he was strictly rebel. Was he strictly rebel? Okay. Yeah. Although he was uh, definitely kind of a douche at times. Yeah. yeah. Which, as a spy, you kind of have to be. You can't be the good guy all the time. Right. Being a spy by your very nature means you're going to piss people off. Right. right. You know, like that. So I am looking forward to that, though, because he's non force user. He is very <clears> much <throat> has to get by by his own wits and intelligence, and he has to manipulate. Yeah, and, and and those are the Star Wars series I like the most when it's not dealing with so such with so much saturation of the Force because I like to I understand um, that you need the Force there because it tells that spiritual side of the story, but I like to also have that um, human ingenuity come to play too because I mean you got to have ingenuity mm-hmm. in this universe in order to survive. You can't just the Force isn't going to save you completely. No. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, if the Force was going to save you completely, I don't think Order 66 would have been a huge problem. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just throw that out there. Um, which, by the way, still don't like the fact that uh, the Jedi... Ma- or, sorry, the uh, clone commander that betrays Obi-Wan. Uh-huh. Commander Cody. <laughs> it's okay. It's just a movie, okay? It's just I know. Movie. But there's that part of me that's just like, screw you. Like, you know... <laughs> You know, you kind of have that moment. It's like I'd never do that to Obi Wan. <laughs> yes, I know. Fake universe, fake characters. There we go. But, but um, yeah. So the Andor, Star Wars Andor, was just mentioned. It's slate to be released in um, 2022. So we got a couple of years. They've already started shooting it, but it's not going to be be done editing in in first episodes until um, yeah, I know. 2022. And hopefully by that time we'll be. In a good place as a world, as the world. <laughs> Hopefully. Here's, here's the hoping. <laughs> it's going to take, 2021 is going to take a little bit to put out the fire that was 2020. Uh, <laughs> we've just been spending this year trying to stockpile as many resources as we can to fighting the fire. There you go. Um, but yeah, Andor looks promising because we get a spy thriller in the Star Wars universe. That to me says everything. Yep. That's a different genre. Star Wars has a big enough galaxy where you can play with every damn genre you want to. If you're really putting it like space soap opera, they've done it. Yeah. Uh, spaghetti western style, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Thank you. Um, a little shit. bit of Solo was like that. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. It's the Wild West, basically. You have your heist movie. Which was Rogue One. Yep. So yeah, play with everything. I don't want to see a rom-com, necessarily. I, I think the original was enough of a rom-com. With the I, whole... I'm not even going the originals. I'm going like Episode Nine was a rom-com. Oh, kind of, yeah. 
I can't wrap my head around it any other way. They sidelined every character in that series for Ray and Kylo. Triforce. <laughs> uh, damn. Yeah, so. And, and this kind of goes back to like. Uh, the Mandalorian revived my faith in Star Wars as a Disney run thing. Mm-hmm. I'll always watch Star Wars no matter how bad it hurts me. You know? Like, I'll always come back. But Disney really tested my patience there for a little bit with Rise of Skywalker. They really did. And I know as a Star Wars fan, it's not an incredibly popular thing to go against, you know, saying that you'd be done with the series, but part of me was like, God damn it. Like, you know, it's the... I can't wrap my head around... Like, part of me was like, there's no way they can save this turd. You know, like, they're they're just trying to proliferate the content too much. It's gonna fail. It's gonna fizzle out. And then I'm just gonna have to look back on it as a fond memory. There you go. And even... The CEO of Disney's like, yeah, maybe we did a little too much too fast. And then The Mandalorian came out, and all of a sudden, we have ten new series and movies that they're talking about right off the bat. I'm like, yeah, you didn't learn shit. Like, you're just going to keep pumping it out because one or two of these going to make you enough money to offset the other ones. And, we, and, we, and that's one thing we're going to understand with these new series out. Maybe half of them will make it season, season two. Um... But there, there, will, there will be at least one that stays that will be a fan favorite. So I understand what Disney is doing. They're trying to catch it in while it's still hot. And, um, and, and they're using them. And that's why you see a lot of them are technically stories spinning off from Mandalorian. Because like a half of these movies are these new TV shows are spinoffs as mentioned by Cody from the Mandalorian. So. There is a lot of <clears throat> ground you have to tread, in my opinion, between episode 6 and episode 7 to make the sequel trilogies a viable portion to me because wrapping my head around like I said the timelines and how stupidly everybody acted mm-hmm. to get to that point that episode 7 starts takes a lot of mental gymnastics it really does like if if a regular nation function this way, I would give them 20 years tops. You know, like, and I know, see, I know why, that's why I use that number. But at the same time, <laughs> and that's tops, like, that's being generous. If they function that, in that piss poor a manner, they shouldn't make it far enough to where they get obliterated by a super weapon the size of a planet. That can eat stars. I'm sorry. Did they not notice one of those? St- like you, can, you, you have how to test it out coming? somewhere. It's like, how did you not see that coming? In I know the, the I know the galaxy is a big place, but you don't have any kind of intelligence infrastructure set up. You know, children are going missing across the galaxy to be indoctrinated as stormtroopers. Which, by the way, if they're children, this means you knew about it for well over a decade. I gotta throw that out there. Like, there's no point in this. Like, you know the Imperial Remnants still exist. You've been fighting them off and on. Right. You should be combing the outer reaches looking for this crap. Right. But, no. Like, that. it's just, uh... The New Republic functions like an ostrich burying its head in the sand. 
which is kind of why they deserve to get destroyed. But they also got... I mean, they blew up how many planets in Episode 7? So that's like trillions of people killed, potentially. Yep. So, yeah, that's pretty bad. And well, the other thing, too, about that, you mentioned the Republic um, See, being See, those, those people didn't deserve to get evaporated. The government just deserved to fall. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you mentioned also how poorly... Pretty disintegrated. How poorly uh, managed the Republic was. Out of all these victories that you've had, somehow you still have survivors that you didn't even think to look for, and you find out, you know, in, in the last um, except trilogy that you know half of these kids that did survive that were taken are force sensitive. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you and don't have a Jedi there. Somebody, I mean, your leader is a Jedi essentially. <laughs> or force sensitive at at the least. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she didn't reach through the force to find these people. There are a lot of <laughs> a lot of failings that had to happen to make Episode Seven happen. Yeah. So that was my that was the hard part about wrapping my head around it with that. But with stuff like the Mandalorian and Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka, maybe we'll get that bridge to where I'm like, okay, this makes more sense to me. You know. It, it does. It, it makes a lot more... It, it's starting to make a little more sense. Because... But but then, you have, like, episode five of this season of The Mandalorian, where that one X-Wing pilot's like, a lot of people don't believe there's something going on out here, but I know there is. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, are you sending in reports? Because, yeah, that, you know, if you know there's something going on out here, you don't think that crashed TIE fighter outside of town is proof enough? You know? So there's a lot going on. That so, so what else do we have? What else do we have coming down the okay, pipe, series-wise? Yes, that's a good point. Uh, okay, this is the one I'm probably the most excited for, and uh, it's a bridge between episode three and four. Obi Wan. Okay. I I know I shouldn't be as excited for it as I am, but it's you and McGregor coming back. As he's coming. He's coming back. Oh yeah. Holy crap! That's yeah. gonna be awesome then. I'm, I miss watching you, McGregor. And uh, guess who else is coming back, though? Hayden freaking Christensen is Darth Vader. He's reprising the role of Darth? Yeah. Wow. Apparently, they're going to square off one more time. There's no way they're not going to have Ahsoka in, in that. You know no, that, right? they're not going to have Ahsoka in that. <laughs> but you know who they could bring back, though, for it? Just for one episode, and we could get a live-action version of their final showdown. Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you get to see that in Rebels, when Darth Maul and Obi Wan fight, and Obi Wan kills him. Yeah. For what's hopefully the final time. Uh, <laughs> you know, as much as I love Darth Maul, eventually he's got to quit doing the soap opera crap where he dies and comes back. Um, well, you know what happened to him in the animated series. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he got robot legs, yep. and then he shows up again at the end of Solo, and <laughs> and finally dies by a fireside on Tatooine in Rebels. There you go. It's not even a fight. Like, they do that dramatic charge at each other, and Obi-Wan just, you know, fucking blots him out of existence. He's done. But that's cool. I, I'm looking forward to that, too. I mean, it, it'll be nice to see Ewan McGregor reprise his role as Obi-Wan. And to have to face off against his mm-hmm. Padawan, his former Padawan, who eventually kills him. And well, okay, let's 
I'm gonna put it this way: Obi Wan let him kill him. He did. He did. And I still don't like. I still don't know why. I think you know. I think Obi Wan realized Luke Skywalker could never be what he was supposed to be if Obi Wan was alive. Maybe, or he would be better as a mentor if he were a floaty ghost. You know, like I'm just gonna pop up here and there. I'm gonna come to you while I look like you know, while I look like probably a fever dream while you're dying of exposure in on Hoth after you get clawed by a wampa. Uh, <laughs> you know, like he has to look like a hallucination at that point. Right. He's like before you come sit on a log and have a nice fireside chat about how you lied to me about my father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know shitty mentor that you kind of were yeah at that point yeah um, <laughs> but it's supposed to take place 10 years after revenge of the sith so okay. we get to see nice. an older more grizzled obi-wan that i'm assuming is still terrifying the shit out of the sand people on tatooine as you know. should right <laughs> like there's a reason why he comes over the hill in episode four and they're all like oh shit like you know let's go I mean they still remember when Anakin slaughtered them in droves um which honestly you know was actually his first foray into killing younglings I suppose right uh, because he mentioned he slaughtered the women and the children too right Yet, somehow, by the end of the prequels, he wasn't evil enough for everybody. You know. Well, you know, it's the Force, man. You can redeem yourself. Re revenge killing an entire village, <laughs> followed up by slaughtering kids who are asking and begging for your help in Episode 3, is clearly not as evil as he was in the original trilogy, when he never pulled the trigger on anything. I have to say that, because everybody gives him credit for Alderaan. That was Grandma Tarkin. True. Very true. Yeah, so he just looked more evil because he had the black suit and, uh, you know, uh, respirator, I guess. I don't know. It was kind of intimidating whenever it seems like he's always sighing at you in disapproval. Yes. But, or choking you from across the galaxy. That's not <laughs> ideal either. And uh, looking through the view screen and this dude's like, what? <laughs> right? That's beautiful. That's the power of the Force. So, Dark side of the Force. I am extremely happy because I'm wondering if we'll get the same Vader that we got at the end of Rogue One. Maybe. You know, the destroyer of worlds, this will be forever etched in your nightmares if you make it through this. Right. Yeah, like... Maybe. Him just... At the end of Rogue One, I know they added those scenes in later on as an afterthought, but to me, that was the pants-shitting Vader moment where it just showed you what he was. Right. In pure anger form. Oh, hell yeah. I'm in. So if we get that in this series, then, yeah. Well, I mean, he had nothing else to lose. I mean, he lost all his connection to family. He was basically a machine. He was cybernetic, definitely. I mean, the only thing that was living was his head and, like, maybe an arm. Yeah. So, I mean, he's... And yeah. even at that, if you watch Rebels, he had to go against his old Padawan at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, poor Ahsoka. And he had to realize that he lost the only person who still seemingly cared about him at that point. Right. Again. Because he didn't even know Obi-Wan was alive at that point. He assumed he was. 
you know, you can't say that the guy who cut off one of your arms and both your legs and then walked away after watching you catch on fire, which, by the way, that might be the most that was cold. cold-hearted. <laughs> I totally agree with you. That was cold. So Obi-Wan is one of the most cold-hearted killers. <clears throat> And then and in, the, the, in the Star Wars universe. And then lie to your son when he's... Right. <laughs> you knew my father. So wait, if he was a pupil of yours, when was the last time you saw him about that? <laughs> the reason why your dad's more machine than man now has a little something to do with me. And a hillside. I warned him. I warned him. Right. To be fair, like, what was the last thing you said to him? It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> it's technically not, but I mean, like, that might as well have been. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah. Which, God. Ugh. <laughs> that, so, yeah. <laughs> That's our first time. awkward. What's going on? <laughs> that, I mean, I'm just thinking about it. It's like... Yeah, no, that's, should have mercy killed him. He should have, to be honest. Yeah, I I would think he would have had he would have done that. It's so cold blooded to watch a guy get completely engulfed in flames, and then go. By the way, you are my brother. I loved you, and then walk away from him. Mm-hmm. Dude clearly needs some medical attention, and is <laughs> going to suffer for a long time sitting right there. Yeah, exactly. That ain't the Jedi way, my friend. I, you know. Yeah, no, he, he should have had more. But then he, I don't know, though, because, you know, the Jedi, to be a Jedi, you, you have to remove yourself from emotion. So You you do, but is compassion one of those emotions yes, compassion, that you take away from? Compassion leads to the dark side. Because if they're all about peace, is, you know, watching somebody that you just maimed, like, sitting there dying by the side of a lava, or is he just hoping he slides into the lava eventually? Like... I'm just saying, there's there's a little bit questionable in the Jedi Code right there about proper protocol in that situation. At the very least... I think it should have been a mercy kill. If it's all about peace, then, you know, maybe get him some medical help. But I think it should have been a mercy kill at that point. But he went there to kill him. Yeah. Like, Yoda, quite literally, is like, we have to destroy these Sith Lords. Go kill him. Yeah. You know, so... Well, Yoda knew what was coming. Right. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, there's clearly something there. Like, this is also the same Jedi who cuts multiple people's arms off while he's drinking. <laughs> Once in episode two, although I don't think her hand gets cut off, I think he just got her blaster. But still, it's like, don't, just don't piss him off when he's drinking. That's that's the lesson I took away from those. It's like, just don't interrupt Obi Wan at the bar. There you go. Um, so hopefully, we get a scene like that as well where he's just at a bar and someone comes up behind him and just like I got a bone to pick with you he's like it's done like <laughs> so I got a question for you is that um, Taki um, Watiti's um, untitled or is there another one that Taki is um, supposed to be coming out with so Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie is supposed to be a standalone okay it's a standalone. as far as I know it's a movie and movie yeah it's, nice. a, it's a movie movie and here is I'll just pull up this quote again from Kathleen Kennedy uh, has been described by Kathleen Kennedy as fresh unexpected and unique 
I don't know. Like to me, that's Hollywood speak for I got nothing. Like I don't know what this is gonna be, but I have full faith in this guy. Like I, everything that I've ever watched that Taika Waititi has done, I've enjoyed. Okay. Like I don't know if people can get away with doing the stuff he does. Thor Ragnarok was a huge departure from the first two Thor movies, and it worked. And completely against the Marvel way of having studio interference because they basically just sit, and it was even during the director's roundtable after mm-hmm. Endgame where all the Marvel directors looked at him on his Skype screen and were like, "How did they let you go full Tycho?" <laughs> and he's like, "I don't know." <laughs> Like, you know, what we do in the shadows was brilliant. Yes. Um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Jojo Rabbit. Tell me how you can make a a satirical Nazi movie in this day and age and actually have it be that heartfelt, funny, and good. You know, I so I have full faith in this guy's Star Wars movie. I really do. Uh, that's one I'm <clears throat> looking forward to a lot, but I, I know we're still a good ways away from that. Yeah, I don't see a production date on that particular one. I was looking up it, looking at it earlier. Hmm. I didn't see a production date. So, yeah. Um, although I guess if we're talking about other movies, kind of set in the. Uh, because they're doing a Rogue Squadron movie. Yeah, I was, about to, I was going to mention that one too. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that because, you know, right now there's a game out. Um, EA again. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars what? Uh, Squadrons. Squadrons. They don't call it Rogue Squadron. but So does this mean, though, that... I'm wondering if we're talking about the Rogue Squadron that's led by Wedge Antilles. Or at least has him as part of it. I don't know what, what they're doing. Like, it's going to be set between 4 and 6. Yeah. I think if what I'm gathering out of that because when I think Rogue Squadron that's what I'm thinking right uh, and Luke Skywalker is part of it so is this are we looking at that you know is it are we going to see Wedge are we going to see Luke because I DH Mark Hamill damn it that's all I'm going to say just bring him back <laughs> Nah, they have to find somebody else to mark him. But I do hope that we do have Wedge. I do hope there's a Wedge in there. Um, I'm looking forward to that because, I mean, Patty Jenkins yes. has done marvelous work for the Wonder Woman series. I mean, it's... And did you see the announcement trailer for Rogue One? I guess she said her dad was a fighter pilot. Oh, nice. And That'd that's be even one reason why she wanted to make the best fighter pilot movie ever. And nice. she's been searching for the right script and everything. And I'm like... And she's like, and that's when I found this, and she's putting on a rebel pilot uniform. I'm like, oh my nice. god. Well, I hope, and it should be good then, because I mean, like I said, as a director, and what she's done with the Wonder Woman series, and she's done some other movies too I've, I've seen that I liked. Hmm. Rogue, um, Rogue Squadron should be should be a very good one. I think it says it looks like um, it'd be in theaters in 2023, which means they've already started shooting this bad boy. So yeah, that's that's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Twenty twenty three Christmas. So it is gonna be following the Star Wars tradition of coming out right before Christmas. <laughs> so it should be good. I'm hoping it'll be good. Oh yeah. So I am I'm looking forward to that because it, that means we're promised plenty of good space action. 
which I gotta say it has been lacking from Star Wars fairly recently, minus Rogue One. Right. Like yeah. even even at the end of uh, Episode Nine, to keep harping on that, like their space battle wasn't much of a battle. It was the, hey look, we found the MacGuffin, let's go destroy it. Okay, well now that we did that. Now everybody target this one specific point on a Star Destroyer that'll make the whole thing explode because great design. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, so. Well, you just mentioned um, hopefully we'll, look and whatnot, we'll have Luke in there. And I just actually read while you're funneling, funneling through that. It looks like it says that um, it'll be introducing a new generation of Starfighter pilots. Okay. So that's even better. I, I agree with that. That's even better. Uh, I, you get new storylines. You get a whole new we, we intertwinings should, and everything. Yeah, we should probably stray away from the Skywalkers for yeah. a while. Yeah, let, I mean, yeah, let this last Star Wars film, like, put, let the, Sky, let the Skywalkers, like, sleep for a while, okay? Yeah. Because <laughs> technically, there are no more. <laughs> technically. Technically. <laughs> but let's just let a, them rest. At least from a blood standpoint. Yeah. Ray, Ray is claiming the mantle. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm hoping that that film is good. Um, looks like Lucasfilm had a lot more say so in this in this script in these scripts, which may be why it's a good script. That's good. Um, I, I found out that George Lucas is actually still visiting the Mandalorian set at least every season so good. far, good. and put having some input. And I'm like, oh, so you guys are respectful. Good. That's good. Yeah. You know. So, but if Lucasfilm has a lot more in on it, then yeah, that's the keeper of the lore. Yep. You know, you need him. You paid him four billion dollars for this. Gosh, that's a lot of money, Disney. <laughs> yeah, except I think he made more off merchandising on that in a year than he did off that deal. Oh wow! I had to guess. That's crazy. Dude made more money a year than Oprah. Just that was from, and that was one of the last times I checked, and wow. he hadn't done shit in a long time. Of course, I take that back. He hadn't done anything, but he still owned like Skywalker Sound. Right. You know, and. It, I mean, hell, if he wouldn't have sold off to Steve Jobs years ago, um, he would have owned Pixar still. True. You know, True. before that whole thing went around to who's buying this this week carousel. Right. Um, THX, like, if you like the way sound goes in cinema, uh, thank George Lucas because it's his fault. Like, it really is. If you've ever had a movie, it's like, this sound is amazing. He probably helped pioneer it in some way, so... Yeah, enjoy. Yeah. So, um, yes, I am hoping that I'm I'm looking forward to that 2023 Christmas baby. 2022, looking forward to the, that release as well. Um, yeah. The other thing, um, I'm going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot this one out. Mm -hmm. Since we're gonna have our spies coming out in the Star Wars universe, looks like we also getting our gunslingers as well. Any any um, Star Wars fans familiar with gunslingers? Um, Lando. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, just throw this out there. Donald Glover or we riot. <laughs> yes, it's called Chrisium. Yes. That's Calrissian, yes. Yes. Hopefully he comes back as, or reprises that role. He was perfect in Solo as Lando. I agree. I mean, it's Donald Glover. He hasn't found anything to fail at. I agree. Um, so... I, I have nothing but high hopes because it apparently they, they haven't announced who Lando was going to be portrayed by, but he wasn't confirmed to reprise his role, but Disney's announcement video used a lot of footage of him. 
as Lando. <clears throat> and the thing about this for me, which would be awesome, which I hope he gets, is because this is this will be another series, um, and set apart from the Mandalorian itself. Um, and as a series, I think a lot of things that Donald Glover's been in, he is he's acted well in them. I mean, he has his own TV series he's creating for goodness yes. sakes. That's that's still good. I mean, it's it's really good still. So I, I look forward to that. I mean, I think everybody needs to have a little Disney money that's in the industry enough. If if he can get that Disney money, I think it'll make the world brighter. Except <laughs> I can almost tell you, if they're pursuing Donald Glover, Disney is Disney wants to be able to say we got Donald Glover. He doesn't care if he has Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, like, Atlanta is an amazing show. Yes, it is. Um, Donald Glover is a brilliant writer. Great musician. Like, name name something he hasn't conquered yet. And in that case, I just have to say wait five years because he probably will have done it. I think as a creator of content and as, as an actor, he's been one of the few actors that has literally looked at... Been in, been in um, talks with a company like um, what was it Disney? Not Disney, sorry, um, Nickelodeon or something like that. They reject his version of a storyline, and he says, "Screw you!" and creates it himself until yep. they try to support. But you know how that goes. Uh, <coughs> oh yeah, he was also a stand-up comedian. Yes, he's so, a comedian. Uh, yeah, he started out actually as a comedian. Right. In <laughs> which case, damn, you know, yeah. like. I'm sorry, stand-up is hard enough <laughs> to conquer and make your way through. And then, of course, he lands Community, which is such a beloved show. Um, which is funny, because Dan Harmon used to joke on Community that Donald Glover, like, he'll be the first to leave. And it was always, uh, you know, he's going to make it big, and the rest of us are just going to be here, like, kind of thing. But... Yeah, Donald Donald Glover as Lando. Uh, please bring him back. <laughs> Pay the man whatever he wants. Please, you have to for so many other actors. These are the rules of Star Wars. If Donald Glover wants to be Lando Calrissian, you let him. Uh, and uh, the other rules, if Dave Filoni <coughs> and John Favreau say we've got an idea for Star Wars then you give them the money. There you go. Those those are the three rules I have for Star Wars now. So I think we have, we have a few more left that we haven't talked about. Oh, yeah. Um, um, that's dealing with Star Wars. Well, well dang, yeah, we got a lot more. Yeah, there's a droid story. That's the one that just popped up when I scrolled down. Um, <laughs> R2-D2 and C-3PO alongside a new hero. Their mission? That's the secret only the droids know. Expect something lighthearted and fun, and apparently it's a film rather than a show on Twitter. So, is it going to be animated animated series? I don't know. It is between it's it's a production between Industrial Light and Magic and Lucasfilm. Oh, wait, animation. Yes, sorry. So, is it going to be animation? Yeah. Yeah, I can. See, that's the only way I can see that happening. Are they bringing back those old droids movies, that, like animated movies they did back in like the was it the seventies and eighties? Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. They may be. Right. Yeah, that's right. Star Wars fans. We've, we've seen those two. You got a whole new generation of, of Star Wars nerds now, so they may like that. That may be more appealing now than it was back then. Probably be done better. Yeah. Um, you know, not to say that those were terrible, but they were fun for what they were. True. 
the Bad Batch, speaking of animation. <laughs> I mean, we needed that, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Specialist clone soldiers, they, you know. So it says that um looks like they're gonna be what post Clone War, so after the Clone War era. Uh, set immediately after Revenge of the Sith. Ooh. Yeah. As the galaxy is overwhelmed with changes. And features yep. the Mandalorians Phoenix Shand. You know that's gonna be that'll be interesting though, because because you're right there when the some of the Jedi is going to hiding. And you're right there, um Yeah, that's gonna be I think that'll be a good spot because that's sort of there's no real storyline right now that's post Clone War, like that's a relevant storyline right now. So I think that that'll be yeah right decent. now because Rebels was the last one we had yeah and it ended so that'll be that'll be nice nice yeah so and and it's gonna feature a character that was featured in the Mandalorian yeah who appeared twice in that trailer they released for it um, so I am looking forward to that I kind of like the Clone Troopers if you're getting kind of a dirty dozen feel off this. Okay. Maybe. Okay. It could be that. It doesn't have to be. Could just be like you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm cracking up right now. I'm looking at a um, at a um, YouTube clip here, and it co- it's called Sizzle the Bad the Bad Batch. <laughs> that's the um, Disney Plus original. Yeah. So that, that's that's nice. Oh yeah, Sizzle reels. Uh, supposedly, Kevin Feige is supposed to be working on the Star Wars project as well. So the Marvel head is taking on Star Wars, and given how well he's done with Marvel, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. But I know he's a comic book nerd. I don't know if he's a Star Wars nerd. So I hold my reservations. Um. So then um, we're talking about the animated stuff. Looks like they're doing um, a Star Wars Visions, which is basically shorts. Yes. That was the one done in anime style, right? Yeah. That could be cool. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be nice. I'm looking forward to that one. I mean, anime is honestly something. If you're gonna do an animation for Star Wars, that would fit really well with the style. Of right. Star- like you could do something incredibly stylish and awesome with that. And for all of us anime fans out there, some you know that there's no such thing as a terrible storyline. That's that is too much for anime I've seen you know you're gonna mention that one look at the acolyte yeah Yeah. that's actually the point I got pulled up right now alright yeah I was gonna say you get that next okay Um, so yeah but anime you can do anything you want in anime and it still holds up like I don't think you can screw that up with Star Wars yeah to be honest me watching um, Disney plus a lot of the Star Wars animes they've done there's some awesome artwork, some awesome storylines they put in there, and like I said, they've done a good job of matching up those storylines with the movies that are out. Like you can literally watch the Clone Wars and catch up to what you miss from the old stuff to the new stuff. And I, I like the fact that the that they put so much time and research and effort into those anime series to make something that's um, to make you know a good product for you know for us to watch. So. so. I guess we'll, I guess we'll move on to the next one you mentioned, the acolyte, which we already kind of said a little bit here, uh, because now we're going back in time, mm-hmm. uh, the High Republic era of Star Wars. Which, for any of you who are not familiar with that, if you've played Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic online game, mm-hmm. uh, that's the era we're talking about. the The Republic was 
wants a thriving, bustling, which I'm still assuming pure bureaucratic mess that it was by the time you see it in episode one. But it was also when the Jedi were at their peak. Right. Uh, you know, guardians of, of the universe kind of thing. Uh, so, supposedly this is set at the end of the High Republic era. What you find out, basically, if you guys have been keeping up with the lore, if some of you know the lore, is basically the dark side is the Jedi's fault. The fall of the Republic is the Jedi's fault. Oh, God, yeah. It's, it's literally the Jedi's fault, the reason why all the bad stuff happened to the Republic. Yes, because of their short-sighted arrogance. <laughs> I, I love the Jedi, but to me, after seeing the High Republic era, what came out of it initially with Darth Revan, who later became just Revan, you know, at his redemption and became a Grey Jedi or Grey Force user. I'm not going to call him Jedi. Uh, he was the embodiment of what <coughs> Force users should be. Neither tempted completely by the light or the dark. Like, he was... Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because at that point, it's all dependent on, you know, what he wants to do with his powers. He's not going to sit by and watch the same atrocities repeat being upheld to some kind of code, he's going to try and nip it in the bud right. and make sure this doesn't happen again the same way. Right. You know, he's not held to a strict standard on either side. And which means he can quite literally follow his morals no matter what they are. Right. He is neither pacifist nor aggressor. Right. And you find out um, if, you, if, you, if you do know a lot more of the Star Wars lore you find out the reason why the Sith were allowed to rise is because the Jedi literally thought that they were because of their what they their you know what they do to each other that they would literally kill themselves out. They didn't realize that no, the dark side um, actually was just like any other bureaucracy that lives. They 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 would adapt, mm -hmm. and a lot of the old traditions that the Sith did. Uh, that the dark side, dark force users did. They eventually found better ways, and so that's why they went to the one apprentice one apprentice system, where normally you would just kill your, the the apprentice would kill, eventually kill their master. Uh, before it was just all warlike, and that's why the, the Jedi thought they would kill themselves off. Because but yeah. no, they. So like I said, it's all their fault. <laughs> yeah, because well. Even if you watch The Last Jedi, everything Luke Skywalker said about the Jedi is accurate. <laughs> as much as I hate to say it, he is right. And it harkens back to the lessons we all should have taken away from Episodes 1, 2, and 3. <clears throat> Which, again, cardinal sin of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Seems like. Don't refer to the, <laughs> to the prequels as much as you can avoid it. Right. Unless it's to mock it. Like, uh, <clears throat> like Bill Burr did in uh, Season 1 of The Mandalorian. Are you a Gungan under that helmet? <laughs> yeah. So, but they're, they're taking the High Republic era, and I'm wondering, because, yeah, the extended universe is no longer a thing, except, you know, for Thrawn, the Darksaber, Palpatine's return, uh, one of Leia's kids going to the dark side. Well, they're going to be spending a lot of time in Alderaan. Yeah. If this is the case, and actually they're gonna mention because Palpatines, I think, were part of that society. Were they, I thought he was from Naboo. Really? Sheep? Maybe. 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 At least him. I his, thought that his family might have been. 
Okay. They could have been from all around, just, you know, made it to Naboo and then did whatever from there. Um, but, I mean, he was a senator of Naboo. Yeah. So he had to have... I'm not sure what their rules are. I could be are. wrong, but I, I, I thought that that's... Well, I don't know what their rules are as far as being part of the Senate. Like, mm-hmm. usually you have to maintain a residence, I know, for a U.S. senator in the state mm-hmm. in which you live. And, you know, that, that makes sense to me. You know, I, I don't expect somebody from Washington State to run for Senate in Indiana. <laughs> you know, but... Hey, yeah. I don't know, because Georgia had a senator who was placed that was from Iowa originally, so... There you go. Um, so... <laughs> You know, it, it's one of those kind of things. Like, d- is it the same way in the Galactic Republic? Maybe. Right. We don't really know the rules that govern that. Um, the only thing I know for a fact is that ET is part of the Galactic Senate. His race is right <coughs> because Spielberg and Lucas are best friends. So obviously. But apparently, the Acolyte is supposed to be a mystery thriller set in a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers. Right. So, if it's set at the end of the High Republic, then we kind of know how that series is going to end, don't we? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sort of excited, too, because of the fact that you mentioned dark, um, rising dark side powers, and that means that, that can say a lot, and it could mean a lot, and at the same time, it could mean nothing. Yeah. Because, um, to be honest, <laughs> To be honest, there is lore in Star Wars where the Sith were separate from the Dark Dark Force users, and Dark Force users True. learned their skills from um, a group of people who were basically considered the, magicians. The Sith were originally a race. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this could go in. I'm excited about that because this could be touching on stuff that hasn't been in the past brought up, which would be good for the, it would be good for the whole Star Wars franchise because you get to, it'll help people understand that where these abilities came from, I think, in a, in a sense. So Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good thing, too. And even if they're going with the High Republic, then technically you could have the old Sith Empire that exists outside of the Unknown Regions. Right, because I mean, there there is there is lore that says Darth Maul's people were the original dark, dark side yeah, users. Like they're the original Zab- dark force users. Yeah, because <laughs> he was a Zabrak. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Maul, you know, we get to see a lot more of his species, which could be cool. Yep. I hope, you know, because they're 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 pretty cool looking. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite designs in Star Wars. Um, I also would like to see. Uh, I I will say this: if they're gonna steal from the expanded universe, I guarantee you we'll see an, an appearance of Revan. That would be nice. At some point, Darth. I'm sorry, Revan would be nice to see Darth Revan yeah. or Revan, whichever they choose to do. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I don't know because either that or they'll have a very Revan-like character. Right. We're not going to call him Revan because, you know, God forbid. But, um, yeah, I, I could see them doing that. Right. Because I honestly really love the character of Revan and the Jedi Exile. Right. Even though they did her dirty. Right. The, the Exile, definitely, they did her dirty. I gotta say that. Finding out she, you know, got killed in between that and the New Republic and the, 
worst way possible. Right. Um, yeah, so screw you on that one. But <laughs> but uh, if you could have you could have so many good storylines because like we mentioned, Knights of the Old Republic 2 dealt with a Sith Lord who was trying to not just kill you know, not just kill your character essentially, she was trying to exploit the wound you created in the Force to kill the Force itself. Right. Which would destroy the galaxy, but you know that's not that's not the point. It, it was an interesting storyline to think that if the Force was a living energy it could technically be destroyed. Technically speaking. You know, energy can only be transferred from, right. you know, one thing to another I guess. But, right. But if it was a life force... <clears throat> as Qui-Gon described it, I think, in episode one, then technically it could be eliminated. So, it, I mean, at least you, you figure out a way to wipe out Metachlorians because everybody loves that, right? Right. Which, by the way, the Mandalorian has mentioned a few times with M-Count. And that's what they're exploring, I think, right now, dealing with, um... Dang it, what are they named? Grogu. Grogu, yep. Still, like, just what, what kind of uneventful-ass name is that? <laughs> Because um, right now they're trying to extract it and put it into a, a host so that they can that they can they're trying to make force sensitives essentially right now. That's what Darth, um, what's his face is trying to do, make force sensitives. Oh, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to make force sensitives. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, even if it does look a little Snoky. <laughs> yeah, which if Snoke was a clone, what kind of bad batch like happened to him? Because I thought he got in a fight, and that's what all the scars were. But if he's just a clone, man, they messed up. They messed up bad. Yeah. So that was imperfect, imperfection at its greatest. <laughs> yeah, so that was a little much. Um, but, yeah, so it the Acolyte looks promising. I am very much enamored with the idea of seeing other timelines oh, not timelines I should say but other eras of the Star Wars galaxy well hey I'm definitely looking for that and I'm looking I'm looking forward to Shoka series I'm looking forward to um, the other Mandalorian spinoffs because I want to see how they how they actually tie into the Mandalorian because you know they're, they're going to have to show how they tie into Mandalorian okay. there's no way they can escape that oh the other tie-in series yeah they have to Yeah. but all of those <clears throat> are trying to tie into the sequel trilogy mm-hmm which I'm not exactly thrilled with. But at the same time, if it helps it make more sense, I'm okay with that. Because it's still separate from itself. And right. if you get to see the rise of the First Order, that might not be such a bad thing. Because technically the First Order is Imperial Remnant. That's all they are. Right. They just don't get call themselves Imperial Remnant. And, you know, they you're not... You don't have to rely on video games with like Kyle Katarn going around and slashing up Imperial Remnant all the time. Right. To get that backstory. You can get the Mando who is slaughtering stormtroopers that are actually capable of hitting things. Right. Occasionally they still miss. Yeah. <laughs> occasionally. They they do still miss every now and then, but uh, they are a lot deadlier this time than uh oh yeah. Mr. Grump? Yep. I say they, they're a lot deadlier this time than what they ever have been before. Right. Unless you're Leia. 
they can hit you in the shoulder every day, you know, if you're Leia. Apparently. She's the only person she, who ever She has this big sign that says, hit me, shoot me, shoot me. Yeah, but it's only, like, right here, though, on the one shoulder. That's all. Did you ever, like, they show the devastation that a laser causes in some other Star Wars stuff, but Leia gets, she, like, it had to just nicked her or something in Return of the Jedi. She's Force-sensitive, man. She's a judge. She, yeah, she has she, the same power set as Luke and probably greater than Luke. Probably, but she didn't really know how to use it at that time. It must have just been natural instinct. Maybe, yeah. yeah I can see that. Because even at that, she immediately recovers. And it's like, like Ray. Ray didn't know how to use the Force. I mean, she had visions to teach her. The Force yeah. actually trained her how to use it. I mean, that was Which, crazy. If you get, if it's like what Snoke said, then the light rises up to meet the dark. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Luke was rising up to meet the dark, so where the hell did she come from? <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Like, Yoda had only just freshly died. Right. You know. Obi-Wan, well, he'd been dead for a little bit, but... Uh, yeah. It, and maybe, that's another thing I forgot to mention, is maybe we'll get to see Qui-Gon in the Obi-Wan series for a little bit. That would be nice. I that would love to see that. I would also like to see that because if it was Qui-Gon who figured out how to come back from the ether of the Force through what he learned from the Wills, mm -hmm. then that would be cool as hell. Yes, I, would, I agree. I would love to see Qui-Gon for a little bit. I just want to... I, I really want to see Qui-Gon because of the fact that um, I think a lot of his... His strictness caused Obi-Wan to push Anakin to the dark side. I think I think his him trying to his teaching to Obi-Wan about you know being restrictive on certain things made Obi-Wan sort of restrictive or not strict enough on Anakin because Obi-Wan did let Anakin get away with a lot of stuff to be honest as a oh, as yeah. a Padawan. So I, I think some of that. Um, Well, I mean, how does how does a Jedi get punished though for acting out? Because you know it has to happen with the younglings. I'm pretty sure they're not, you know, they're not putting them in time out. But what are they doing? Right. So like, you can't use your levitation powers for a week. Well, shit. Like, you know, that is it? It can't be that either. I'm, right. I, I doubt it's also you know corporal punishment. I don't think Yoda's backhanding younglings. I really don't think that's the case. Right. You know, I can't picture what punishment for a Jedi looks like, though. True. I wonder if you, as a teacher, could, like, sever their connection from the Force for a little bit, though, because that would be horrifying. That would be traumatic. So that, you, they wouldn't go that route, either, because that's, that's making a cyst. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that they are going to knife you in your bed. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what Luke was in those visions, and Right. And um, his his nephew was seeing in those visions. Uh, Stop him in the back. Right. I so yeah. I mean, I'm curious. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of Star Wars lore that we could expand on with these. Thankfully, and I'm hoping they'll be able to with these new series, um, especially with the. I mean, it'll help if they give a movie that can give us some good lore. But with the High Republic era, though, with them going back to that, we can see a lot of what the Jedi used to know that they no longer know by the time the new stuff rolls around. You know. Yeah, no, this at one at at the height of the um of the um 
not the First Order, but what what's what's the name the, of the the Republic? At the height of the Republic, yeah. Um, the Jedi's lost a lot of knowledge. They lost a lot of crystals. That, a lot of um, memory yeah, cores. Yeah, they did. And some of those, the the Sith took or the the Republic took on purpose. And uh, so right. yeah, and then there are some temples they lost that, that they hid on purpose that they lost a lot of knowledge from too. So yeah, like Octo, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because I I can guarantee you that Luke Skywalker did not learn how to project himself across the galaxy by uh, you know from what Yoda or Obi Wan taught him. Right. He either found that out himself because he admits he never read the original Jedi text. Right. As Yoda describes to him, page turners, they were not. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. yeah, I gotta say that there's a lot of. There will be force powers we have never seen. There will be a lot of Jedi practice and training that we've probably never seen either. The use of those, uh, was it Macron crystals, uh, holocrons, everything yeah. to record their knowledge. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they can really jump out on. You know, also I hope that the um, one of these shows that they bring out, the new shows will show the um, develop the evolution of the lightsabers. That'll be awesome. Oh yeah. That'll be awesome. That would be really cool. <laughs> Could you imagine? Maybe they can make a joke about Kylo's too. Just like, oh, don't use that crystal; it's cracked. <laughs> right? It's inefficient. It's using too much power. <laughs> you don't want to make. It's just like, well, why should I get rid of it? We don't want to make some half-ass cross guard, do you? Like that. <laughs> yeah. Which I do like Kylo's lightsaber because it kind of shows his. It's a reflection of him. It is. It was. It, I mean, so it works, which is exactly what the lightsaber is supposed to be. Right. Which is why Mace Windu's was purple, because there ain't nobody like him. There you go. Mace Windu was awesome. He was. <laughs> Did him dirty, too. Kill scene. In terms of deaths, getting your hands cut off when you've got the Emperor cornered by some upstart little shit chosen one wannabe... Even if he is Anakin Skywalker, I still think that did him dirty. He should have gone out in a blaze of glory. So I mean, he kicked he kicked Palpatine's butt like literally. Yeah. Throw your lightning bolts at me, I throw him back at you. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I disfigured you. Now what? <laughs> but yeah, that's sad. That's sad. <laughs> I know. Uh, some of those some of those got some of those Jedi got done pretty dirty. Um. Which, you knew it had to happen, but it was very uneventful at the same time. Why? Both <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's it. No, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking in theaters, though. The first time I watched it, like, a few of them, like, so Yoda sensed it coming. He killed the two that were trying to kill him. Yeah. Obi-Wan didn't sense it coming at all. Right. But... You know, the other ones, they kind of acted like they had an idea. And what was it? Coyote Mundi? I, I always called him Grandpa Conehead. Right. Because he was clearly like Beldar's great grandfather or something. Right. I don't know. Uh, he turned around and was like, What are you guys waiting for? And then they just blasted him. <laughs> like, it, you know. I'm going to tell you, man, that Yoda fight scene when he was fighting Palpatine and the rotating this thing, that was freaking awesome. It was awesome. Yoda seen his little. With his lightsaber, like, I was like, this little dude here. <laughs> it, actually, it actually leads to my favorite Star Wars moment. 
that I can think of in terms of just a one-off that made me laugh, but mm-hmm. also got its point across, and that was uh, Emperor Palpatine's laugh. Oh, okay. It was the... <laughs> <laughs> cracks okay. me up every time yep. and it just it makes me laugh because I'm like that's a guy who is having way too much glee at the fact that he might be dying any second there you go <laughs> like he clearly like he's just having fun basically you know, he's like I'm gonna yolo it <laughs> right and Ian McDermott was having so much fun in those first three episodes that like I can't fault him right Shit, he's like my favorite part of it right but uh Although I like I said, I'm very happy to see Hayden Christensen get another crack at Darth Vader. But McGregor get another crack at Obi Wan. Yes, but I'm also very hesitant because the thing about Hayden Christensen in episodes one through or sorry episodes two and three was that when he wasn't talking, he was great. Okay. His his face and everything, the way he just kind of. He wore the conflict really well and the anger at the same time, and that's not easy to do. I, I don't think, uh, you know, the, especially as an actor. Like, you know, if you do it in real life, it's probably because something pitched you off, and you can do it pretty easily then. Mm-hmm. But like, unless somebody kicked him in the shin before they yelled action, I don't see it. You know, like as being an easy thing to do. Right. But I, I'm. The thing is, though, he'll have good writing to work with this time, we hope. Fingers crossed, right? He'll have a director who probably knows how to work better with actors. George Lucas is not that guy. Um, No offense to George Lucas. I mean, he created a sprawling universe that we all love more than 40 years later. But he's just not an actor's director. Truthfully, and I think he honestly, and honestly, he never wanted to direct episodes one through three either. I mean, he offered it to Ron Howard, he offered it to Steven Spielberg, he offered it to everybody, and they're all like, no, this is your thing, man. Right. So, uh, if, if you want a good example of what happens when a director directs something they don't want to, go watch The Hobbit. As much as. As much as I love Peter Jackson as a director, oh, his heart wasn't in it. And you can tell if you compare The Hobbit to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I agree. I totally agree. So, yeah. I, I gotta say, like, you know, it, see what happens. It, that's what happens. It's, you have to have passion for what you do to make great art. Otherwise, you get freaking monologues about sand. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I gotta say, like, as much as it, Hayden Christensen's not a bad actor, no, he isn't. No, he isn't. But those movies didn't make it look like that at all. And I think, how do you bring that 1930s Flash Gordon dialogue into the new age and make it sound okay? <laughs> you don't, for one. I'm sorry, but you can't do that with the Flash Garden stuff. Well, I mean, if think about it, though. It actually worked for Episode 4. I mean, it was cringy to look back on this and hear Carrie Fisher say, Moff Tarkin, I thought I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. That's a 1930s serial right there. That's the level <laughs> of dialogue we're talking about. But... 
you know, but that's the other chance we have is new storytellers can put their own spin on it to right. get the writing, but still keep the spirit of Star Wars alive like Dave Filoni and John Favreau have because clearly they adhere to Lucas. They do. You can't deny that. No, I can't. You're right. I can't deny that. I mean, they... Yeah. But they, they still insert their own voice into it, though. And uh, I think that's what makes The Mandalorian stand out and that's what gives me hope for anybody else doing this. Like... I will admit I didn't have a whole lot of hope in J.J. Abrams with Star Wars because I saw Star Trek. Thank goodness CBS is rectifying that. Yeah. And even at that, I was on board for the first Star Trek movie he did. But then Beyond, or what was it, Into Darkness? Into Darkness. Happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, the first one felt like Star Trek, kind of. It was more no, action-oriented, which was, I didn't like, the Kelvin, The Kelvin Universe was awesome, okay? My only dis my disgruntlement with the Kelvin Universe is the fact that they did the whole time ship thing and destroying freaking Vulcan. I mean, Vulcan, of all places, you could have started Romulus a hundred times over. Nobody knew what the frack Romulus was, but Vulcan, everybody knows what Vulcan is. Right. I mean, come on. And I have... You know, like I said, I, I like it. It felt like a more action-oriented Star Trek, but it still felt like Star Trek, kind of. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was bringing it to a modern audience, and I understand. Without, and then, without and, that, we wouldn't have the stuff we have now. And then you suck a one universe's Spock from his universe. Mm -hmm. He still exists in another universe. It, that was, come on, J.J. did too much. <laughs> too much. In all honesty, I can remember when J.J. Abrams said after the first Star Trek movie, he's like, now we can kind of fit events from the old universe, the old timeline, into this one, see what happens. And the joke I made was, oh, so we get to see Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan II? And we got that. In a sense. You know how pissed off I was like three years later when that happened? Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Who is an amazing actor. Very good actor. But... Khan was Indian and like I said unless Benedict Cumberbatch's parents were part of the old British occupation you know like and his family line descended from there they still should have had a name that was not Khan Noonan Sang but more like oh, I don't know Benedict Cumberbatch because that's as British as it gets you know like it's just not only that he shouldn't have been as pale as me like we'll put it that way. That whitewashed the hell. So that fun. That's funny because that that gets you. The thing that gets me was the fact that his blood was like the Rosetta Stone for life, <laughs> everlasting life. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> it's like seriously, his blood can cure anything. His blood when, can bring you back from death. What? About the time when Carl Urban revived a damn hamster with it, I'm like, no, <laughs> just no. And then they traded off. And Zachary Quinto got to yell the con. Yeah. I'm like, we really had to do that again. I mean, they could have used the whole he doesn't know how to fight on a three D plane thing and still had to go through. Right. And destroyed it. It would have been fine as was, but. But in fact, Peter Weller would have been the better bad guy to stick with. Okay. Like they didn't need con at all. Yeah, I can see that. 
Plus, why did they need Khan alive at the end of it whenever they had like 89 of his compatriots like frozen in torpedoes? I told you because Khan's, it was Khan's blood. He was like the messiah. But none of, but none of the other ones had anything like that? I have no idea. They should have. I mean, it's... Could have. I don't know. They create the same, to I my knowledge. Then I have a bunch of con sickles in the in the cargo hold. Yep. And torpedoes. Torpedo tubes. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, th- there was a lot of problems, but at the same time, I still, like I said, I, I didn't mind a fresh take on the universe, but then they tried to retread old territory, which was... <clears throat> You know, when they're just like retreading old territory, then he gets announced for Star Wars. And I'm like, God, I hope they don't try and remake the movies. And then episode four slash seven happened. <laughs> you know, and it, it was very much a retread of A New Hope. They didn't have to. But I understand Disney wanted to play it safe. And I'm not entirely convinced that after having watched Into Darkness, that Abrams didn't necessarily also not want to play it safe. All right. But I had a hard time with it. Um, you know, being completely on board. After I saw episode seven, I'm like, this is great. Right. But let's get something different now. And then we got The Last Jedi, and the backlash started, even though I love that movie. Uh, so, and I'm kind of wondering, now that we're starting to mess with Star Wars with ten separate series and about five new movies... Uh, what the hell's gonna happen now with backlash? It's gonna happen. So I, I think you're probably gonna get backlash, but I think if if the audience, the people who watch the sh- watch it, and if it's told well enough to to tell the story of the of the universe itself, that they understand that's hey, we're trying to we're we're world building with this with this show to tell you everything about it without you having to go and read it. You know, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Because I mean, there's a the story of Star Wars is already written. You can go buy any canon book, and you should know everything. You'll know everything about the Force, the characters, and everything. But now that they're able to put all this into into media, uh, visual media, so that you can see it and and maybe understand a little bit better, I think this, like you said, you're gonna have backlash. But that's with anything. There's critics everywhere. You know, but if you look at the story for what it is, for what it's trying to show you, I think you'll have you'll you'll enjoy that universe more. I'm okay with a certain amount of backlash, um, but however, like for instance, um, the backlash that John Boyega got before Episode Seven even came out for being a black stormtrooper, people were up in arms about that. Granted, it's a very vocal minority that were up in arms about that. But even at that, it's like, can, you know... They upset because he's a black stormtrooper? Yeah. They do realize that kids from everywhere were being abducted. Into well, this was before the movie came out. Oh. And it was only when they announced him. And well, they just want him to be one clone of a, of a used-to-be Mandalorian guy? I guess. I, I mean, even though I'm pretty sure Camino's been long out of circulation by this point. You know? Uh, yeah. So, there, there was backlash for that. And then, you know, Kelly Marie Tran got racist bullied off Twitter after The Last Jedi because they didn't like her character I, which you know she was actually a good character Rose mm-hmm. I liked her Plain, uh, plenty enough she actually had a dog in that fight the whole time you know like she she had really good reason to be the way she was um, I, I'm hoping though because you didn't see that whenever they had a really diverse cast for Rogue One though. Right. There wasn't that same backlash. 
I'm okay with backlash so long as it's not the toxic Star Wars fan backlash we've seen. Right. You know, if the story sucks, let them know. Like, as much as I was very mediocre on Solo, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was... I mean, the ending was good, actually. I didn't yeah. like that. Because it kind of sets up that Han Solo, like, everybody disappoints him, so he's got nobody except Chewie. Yep. You know, that, that sets that up perfectly. But, but also, I mean, she had to do what she did for her survival and for his. Do you really want Darth Maul coming after you? Yeah. No. But at the same time, when you connect that to regular canon, she's the one who actually has been sending people to kill him. And it's like, it's your fault that he's not with you, but you're sending people because you feel that you got slighted in the past. So you're sending bounty hunters to kill him? I mean, come on. Because yeah. <laughs> she's the same person as, she's the same woman as the person that, and that's in the Imperial that has been sending people to kill Han Solo. If you connect the dots together, if you connect the storylines together. Oh, <laughs> that's why he always has to watch out for where he is. I mean, granted, he was on the run from Jabba during the original trilogy before he became a really expensive uh, wall decoration in uh, episode six. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, I'm surprised we didn't see the announcement of, and this is getting into spoiler territory again for those who haven't watched The Mandalorian, I'm surprised we didn't get a Boba Fett spinoff series. Hmm. Um, Seriously, what the hell? You know, like, uh, I'm sorry, but the reintroduction of Boba Fett into the canon, which, mm-hmm. if you watch the extended universe, you know, stuff, then you already knew Boba was back anyway. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not canon, but it kind of is, but it's kind of not. You know, at this point, because we're going to keep, you know, every now and then, if we run out of ideas, we're going to dip into that well, right. and take a little bit out, and we're going to pretend we made it up. You know, so that's that's all I'm going to say on that particular topic. Disney, as much as they want to say the extended universe isn't a thing, then quit taking from it. (laughs) Either bring it back or just admit you're taking from it. Right. Because, uh, yeah, which granted, I like having Boba Fett get a second run because he got killed via slapstick. In Return of the Jedi. Yep. You know, slamming into the side of a barge when you accidentally get your jetpack activated by a blind man <laughs> and rolling into a gigantic sand pit is embarrassing for who's considered one of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy. That thing pretty man. <laughs> I guess not. But even at that, you're standing right next to the blind guy who's trying to fight the people you're working for. Right. You're taking aim at Luke Skywalker. Turn around and shoot that dude first. You know. I totally agree. <laughs> right? I totally agree with you, yeah. And what? Because Chewie just made mention of Boba Fett. Boba Fett, where? And then cue up the freaking yakety sax Benny Hill on that because that is essentially what happened. Like, right. it. Which is why I never understood why people like Boba Fett so much. I'm like, he got embarrassingly killed in his first major outing. He didn't do shit in Empire Strikes Back. He just tracked Han Solo. He did, yep. Beat them to Bespin. 
with Darth Vader, and then Darth Vader did the rest. Again, it's the lore, man. It's the what people know in in the story, in the storybooks, not in the actual visual films. Well, even at that, he was popular when the movies first came out, about an hour thirty. I mean, yeah, because I don't understand how he was so popular originally. That was my only problem. I I just didn't get it, especially after his appearance in the damn Christmas special. <laughs> Ugh. Which, by the way, anybody who's interested out there, uh, Disney Plus did add a Star Wars holiday special on there. Not the original one. This was actually one where they attempted to make good on it, and surprisingly, it's not bad. I, I don't know why. It's not like I wasn't particularly fond or of it or, you know... I don't know, I liked it well enough. But probably because if I'm comparing it to old holiday specials of Star Wars past, uh, there's no way they can get worse. So, just keep that in mind. Uh, if you guys want something to kind of pep your holiday spirit up heading into these lovely Christmas times, go take a look at that on Disney+. Plus. But, I can't actually... I can't believe they tried it again, because that takes guts. Um, have you had a chance to catch that on uh, Disney Plus there, Ray BG? Which one? Uh, the new Star Wars holiday special. No, I have not. I saw it, and I was going to look at it, because they also have a Lego one, I think, too. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one you're talking yeah. about? And and I looked at it, and I was going to play it, and then my kids wanted to watch Dinosaurs or some crap like that. So Nothing wrong with Dinosaurs. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, but it, I was just like I said. Like I said, I I liked it. I wasn't overly enamored with it, but if it's because I was comparing mm -hmm. to previous holiday specials, then that looks like Citizen Kane. Uh, really, me. does it? No, I mean, it, if you're if you're comparing anything to the original holiday special for Star Wars, everything looks like Citizen Kane. Okay, know? like the or whatever your favorite movie may happen to be that was profound, you know, or life-changingly good. Just whatever it may be, that's... <laughs> um, I can't say enough bad things about that. Yeah, but no, I haven't looked. Now, now i got to go and look at it and see what you're talking about. Um, but no, I, I definitely saw it. Um, they wanted to watch Dinosaur as the kids did. So we didn't get... I didn't watch it in... Like I told you before, I've been watching um, other stuff yeah. um, as well, so I might go back and circle around to it. I have been, to get in the holiday spirit, have been trying to watch every iteration of A Christmas Carol that I can find. Okay. I, how many times can I watch the same movie, roughly? Or it feels like it's been about 30 now. But, yeah. I I always end up doing that. Um, you like watching Toby suffer, huh? Oh, Tiny Tim? <laughs> That's my sustenance for the holidays. <laughs> Who needs Christmas dinner when you have that empty crutch by the fireplace? <laughs> you yeah. <freaking> red. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel my power uh, as a redhead. Uh, no, so... It, no, I. I mean, I've seen 
so many of them, and you just kind of wonder how many times they can tell the same story. Right. And how different they can be. Luckily, none of it is ever really different. Um, about the most difference you had, it was that Tom Hardy, um, Andy Serkis special they did last year on FX, like a six-part series. Okay. Which is pretty good. And then you go to the polar opposite end of the spectrum, which is the Muppet Christmas Carol, which you can find on Disney Plus. I highly recommend it. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's been what I've been doing for the holiday season. And eventually it'll all culminate when I watch Die Hard on Christmas Day. So, because everybody knows Die Hard's the best Christmas movie. If you disagree, I'll fight you. Which, but, by the way, we watched it last night. Oh, you did? Yes, we did. Very nice. Hans Gruber and company and all. That's right. Alan Rickman. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Best show ever. So. We gotta watch, we gotta watch Ghostbusters next for a Christmas movie. Oh, Christmas. yeah. That's a good one. It is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, God. The, uh... So I mean that's been kind of where I'm at because I okay. still I can still get my Star Wars holiday fix yeah with the new special they did because I'm not gonna go on YouTube and look for the original holiday special again I you know one of those curiosities you have where you're like how bad is this and then you <laughs> jump in and you're just like that's that's the machine and the Princess Bride to take years off your life <laughs> that's what happens so what I'm what I may do um, Star Wars wise. Watching, not necessarily watch a Christmas special, but I go back to Clone Wars, um, and uh, was the other one of the original um, nineteen eighty no nineteen eighty releases. Um, which one is it? It's the one when he's being trained by Yoda. Oh, Empire Strikes Back. Yes, those yeah. are those. I love watching both of those during the Christmas seasons for whatever reasons. I don't I know. It it's just sense. quirky. And Yoda's. You know, kind of remind you of an elf. There you go. Pointy ears and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which you know, of course, voiced by Frank Oz, who gave me most of my favorite Muppet voices that I can think of. Okay. Because he was Miss Piggy from 1976 to like 2002. Yeah. Um. So there you go. Like the, it's all weird how that ties in together. He's Frank Oz, maybe one of. Disney's greatest. Uh, when you think about it that way. But, yeah, I mean, that's really, we went through all the big Star Wars announcements. We could touch on Marvel, but that would be a whole nother beast. Well, the stay in, 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 we could touch on Marvel, but I'm gonna leave Marvel alone right now, because Marvel is going through some changes. <laughs> uh, they're coming out with some good stuff, too, but a lot of it I'm, I'm still concerned about, because... Most of it expands from one division, I think, right? A lot of it does. Yeah. Uh, although Doctor Strange 2 is what's going to tie in WandaVision and Spider-Man 3 mm -hmm. into everything. Which is weird to hear it out loud. And then Captain Marvel 2 is going to help introduce us to Kamala Khan. Who's also Marvel Girl? Yeah. Oh, is she Miss, or Miss, she's Miss, Miss Marvel. Marvel. Sorry, Miss she's Miss Marvel. Marvel. So, yes. Wait, that's a brilliant idea, by the way. Let's have Ms. Marvel be in a movie with Captain Marvel, and then we'll get to play, you know, guess who the entire damn time they're referring somebody. Which, by the way, they still haven't completely explain, explained her power set. 
Oh. They did say that they were going to do a Secret War storyline with Nick Fury and the Skrulls. Nice. So, yes, uh, about time for that one. That's all i got to say. Yeah, but Miss Marvel there, they, they need to finish ironing out all her powers because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, her her powers, are, her skin powers are interesting. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. They're very interesting. Yeah, she, it'll be fun to watch. But if they're gonna introduce the Inhumans that way, because no, none of us are counting the Inhuman series that failed in spectacular fashion. You know what though? To be honest, I like that series. Uh-huh. Ironically, I did. I I didn't like the whole Medusa part. No. That was just dumb. No, that was bad. But when it came down to um, Black Bolt, I understood that. Uh-huh. When it came down to um, um, the dude who could um, oh, I forgot. He was yeah. a smart one, I think. He, he, no, he yeah, he could do uh, like all this martial arts crap, and he was super smart. I can't think of his name. I can't remember his name either. Um, anyways, I liked him when he was getting his memories back and his powers back. But yeah, but the whole Medusa storyline with that was dumb. The whole um, the guy who played the the. I love the actor. He's a very good actor. I've, I've watched him since he was in um, his UK show about people with superpowers. But he's also in um, Game of Thrones. As yes, the Ramsey Yes. You and Rayon. Yeah, that was insane. I mean, the only human born could be you and Rayon. That was sure. technically a human because he didn't have powers. Right. <laughs> but he gets to be on Adeline because he's Black Bolt's brother. There you go. Douche <laughs> nozzle. Uh, He's just a douchebag, though. Like yeah. he's that. Unfortunately, that guy will forever be typecast as a huge douchebag because of Game of Thrones. Um, yes. But um, what I was saying, what I was getting to before we start mentioning Marvel stuff, was um, I hear that um, Lucas George Lucas is coming out with a new Willow. Yes, they did announce a Willow series. Yes. I think uh, or new Willow. Either way, Warwick Davis is back. Yes. All I care about. Are they gonna? Well, actually, Val Kilmer might be a little hard to get uh, these days. They can recast. They could. I mean, they, it aren't, depends on how far in the future they're going. Yeah, you know, they can make it like a, a, a child of. Yeah, that's also true. They could do that. Um, but yeah, which I, I hate to say that too, because Val Kilmer is a great actor. I know uh, he had his. After his, his bout with throat cancer, though, he had, was it the laryngectomy now? Yeah. That's where he, he has a difficult time talking. And yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I gotta say, for an actor who has given me some of my favorite movie performances of all time, I hate to hear that. Well, I hate to hear anybody suffering through cancer. But, I know. You know, uh, I, I just really would hate to see him lose out on a part in Willow because of that. If they have his character back at all, he could know. Maybe it just doesn't fit. So. And the one thing, the one other movie I'm looking forward to, or series, they're probably gonna make it a series because it's a nice, it's a nice long book, um, is Children of Blood and Bone, and that has been not recently. It's a story about um, an African girl whose people are called the Magi, who had magic. They had some awesome magic, and she's tasked with restoring that magic because her people were forsaken and um i'm looking forward to that too it's that should be a good movie um, from lucas films um which is probably gonna remind some people of of star wars uh because of the whole connection between magic and nature and stuff but it's a good novel the novel's out there take a look at it if you got a chance um 
I'm not I'm not here promoting it, but I'm just saying it's it's a good series, and I'm looking forward to that. I hope it's a good movie. <laughs> I mean, so long as they don't try and do too much with it, you know. If you're trying to make a book movie, you you're allowed to split it up into multiple movies. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, you you can find a good point to end that somewhere. It's just you know, come on. Um, of course, there's certain times where the book could do with being cut down a little bit, like Jaws, for instance. There was a weird, if I remember correctly, a weird mafia subplot okay. in the book. It, it didn't need to, no, it did not need to be there. This is a movie, or this is a book and a movie about a shark, like you know, right. eating people. Um, so yeah, there's certain things that they could always remove from books because it just doesn't add Click. up. Yeah. Doesn't make sense when you look at it, yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, there have been a couple books out there. They've done. There's a book out there um, dealing with um, metahumans. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. I apologize for even mentioning it for not being able to think of the name. But the movie came out, and the movie was okay. I liked it, but it could have been better. Hmm. The book is way better. And it was, a, it was a was it a trilogy? It was a series. The book was a, was a pretty long series about these kids with. Um, different powers. Hmm. Basically, pharmaceutical company made a a cosmetic <laughs> thing that went wrong, and um, okay. it gave kids powers. So, oh, <laughs> that's nice. Was and then it, they lied about it. Was it called Compound V? <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't Compound V. It was some type of genic something. All right. But basically. Um, it was meant for parents, but it got into the water supply. They tried to cover it up. Kids drank the water supply. Um, those that survived it gained powers from it, and they had three. They had four power sets. They had um, telekinetics. They had um, very smart kids that could build anything, or very super smart. They had kids that could burn things with their mind, and then they had kids who could control anything in any way and erase memories they're basically gods very good book hmm. that sounds pretty interesting actually um, <laughs> but the movie was sort of watered down from the book so. I can't imagine that being the case <laughs> they never do that um, okay well yeah I think I don't know is there anything more to really to add about Star Wars Star today? Wars ah. I mean out of all the huge announcements we just got I know I'm going to be glued because Disney Plus will be housing all of this. You win again, Mickey. You son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, Mickey. Uh, Mickey don't play, man. Mickey was like, I have to be nothing in Disney and still make the money. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your wallet, haha. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the merchandise. Oh, goodness. Come to Disney World. We are so corny, guys. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know if that's corny. That's just dead on these days. Like it's low hanging fruit for sure. But oh goodness! Disney controls the entertainment world. They do because they have everything I like right now, and they have yet to completely shit the bed with it. <laughs> I say completely because you definitely have some missteps with Star Wars, and Marvel is treading a very thin line at times. I mean, 
they haven't had really a whole lot of missteps with Marvel, but what I think I think this um this new listing that we haven't talked about dealing with Marvel when it I think that's gonna be the test for Disney and Marvel. Oh yeah. To see how the reaction from the fans, see how much backlash they get. Well, how much saturation do you have to have before people go seriously? No, that's that's more than enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's what they're trying to test out right now. And they've already said that they are gonna release um, Black Panther two, but there's not gonna be a recasting of um, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. So, which by the way, I respect the hell out of that decision. Oh, definitely. You know, let his legacy remain intact as T'Challa. Yep. Um, because he he was amazing. He really was. And hearing more about that guy after he passed, I'm like, the dude is only more impressive. Yep. Um, the big, biggest issue right now is trying to make sure that Leticia Wright doesn't screw herself because of uh, comments. I mean, her comments, the comments that she made that most people have probably heard now, yeah, she should have been more careful with it. But at the same time, yeah. she wasn't releasing when she released originally. It wasn't coming out of her mouth. She just do like what most people do retweet something that somebody says without actually explaining why you put it there and that's what that was her mistake yeah but <clears throat> i mean that's an endorsement though too and you're right it is and she shouldn't that wasn't a, she should have thought better on that platform but however I'm, if gina carano survives what she's doing leticia Wright will be fine exactly if she just stays quiet for the time being you know take the ezra miller approach because he hasn't been fired as Flash, and he practically choke slammed somebody on film. And I gotta say, it wasn't as violent as a choke slam, but it was still not good. Like you know, there there's no good way to spin that. But I would I would argue what Ezra Miller did was was worse than what Leticia Wright did. Or depends yeah, if you right. consider if anybody listens to her and they ignore the vaccine, it potentially gets more people killed. True, I can go with that. I mean, it's that's the matter of perspective that some people are taking with it. But it's ironic you say that because not we're not we're not arguing this fact here. We're just yeah. discussing. She put it there to make people aware of what they're putting in their bodies. That was yeah. her original intent. She and just didn't express that, I which can, she should have done. Has she said that when she posted the video? She may have been okay because you can see her point of view. But the fact that she didn't do that, like you said, it was an endorsement. Yeah, and, and I agree. And that's the thing I could understand the argument of being careful about what you put in your body but we all do something horrendous to our body we every do. day and to tell you the truth I would almost rather grow a third arm <laughs> than I would like die of respiratory failure so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice yeah it's like drowning that's horrible yeah I'm gonna oh. like I said I'm gonna roll the dice and I'm gonna get the vaccine like <laughs> yeah. you know yeah so that's that's just my portion of it and if it kills me really I took a gamble either way you know so again, yeah, it's always going to be 75% screen. right like <laughs> you know like I, I don't want to get the bad batch but if I do you know it's just a risk it's like I said I, I think it's safe though the pharmaceutical trials are promising I, and the I can't uh I can't say for sure that they wouldn't put something out there on the market that wouldn't hurt people because we've seen it happen too many times. Well, they have cautioned people with, uh, at least in America, with the vaccines. Hmm. This they've already said, and again, we're not starting to divulge into this way, but yeah. um, this is you can look this up in any news article. Uh, they've already said that mixing the two mr 
in mRNA vaccines huh. is not advisable. No. You take the one that's specifically designed from that company only and don't mix them. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's I'm I'm done talking about that. <laughs> that's yeah, just me. No, I just saying, wanted to mention. But yes, that, so. here here at Right Under is we fully endorse keeping yourself safe, keeping the public safe, <laughs> and keeping your family safe. In whatever order of those you prefer to do, so long as it's all three of them. <laughs> uh, so yes, no. I like I said, I'm personally going to get the vaccine. So that's that's me, my hot take. Um, <laughs> that means precisely dick in the long run. Honestly, like that, <laughs> my opinion doesn't matter because I'm not influencing anybody. But um, yeah, but swinging it back around, uh, you know. Star Wars. I think we've kind of worst segue ever, but we kind of we kind of hit the bottom of that well for the Disney announcements, though. Yeah, yeah. I think Star Wars is pretty much covered in the new announcements that's coming out. Just looking yeah. forward to it again. If you guys haven't seen that new Mandalorian, please. And the and the, and the one before it was also actually this whole season has been on fire. Yes, it but is. um, these last two episodes have been nice. I mean. You, again, they introduced Osoka, Osh- Osh- sorry, yeah. and um, and this this new one that's out now. Um, they've done something that Mando says he would never do, and he's done it twice now. In case people haven't been watching, yeah, he did it in season one, and he's done it again. But this time, everybody sees what he did in season two. So what did he do? <laughs> that's right. So. <clears throat> Uh, we can't divulge what he does. <laughs> uh, actually, we've already gone to spoiler territory, so I don't really care at this point. Um, spoilers for anybody. Well, you've watched it. Uh, spoilers for anybody listening. Turn away again for just a few seconds. Um, yeah, he. Uh, we get to see that lovely old Mando face. Oh yeah, he wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to do that. He's he's truly a handsome man. All I gotta say. I think I think that shows a lot of character growth though because he listened to, um, well, he what's did her it. faces? Yeah, yeah. He he did it for the child. Yes. Because let's just keep calling him the child because honestly, Grogu is just a very uneventful reveal. <laughs> it it really is. Yeah, at this point, he might as well have just been named Carl or you know, Jeff or j- just something else that's really like just very you hear it every day kind of name and that feels Grogu is a very like top baby names of six ABY you know <laughs> Star Wars there uh, but yeah but hey he did give a, a very threatening and direct when I see you again you're gonna die except, message to um <laughs> yes except he did it the exact same way Moff Gideon did it in the first season exact same wording yep Oh yeah, and you know he didn't quite deliver it like Giancarlo, but you can't really do that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was still just as intimidating though. Yes, it was. You know what he meant. You know, he, he, even even um, Giancarlo's character was like, "Well, <laughs> I mean, you think this?" <laughs> it's like I was mentioning, like Giancarlo's face in that scene went from <clears throat> amusement to a little bit of fear to annoyance to anger yep. in about three seconds. Yeah. And you get to see it with every subtle twitch on his face. Again, calling out to how brilliant an actor Giancarlo is whenever he doesn't even have a line. He just has to look that way. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And now that we know that the Mando's willing to take his helmet off for the child, I wouldn't be surprised if Moff Gideon doesn't get beat to death with Mando's helmet. Like, that's... That, that would be great. Just like, no living thing's ever seen my face. Well, you just took your helmet off. I never said you'd live past this day. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, that... Yeah. Crappy action movie tagline there. Um... But yeah, so that was essentially all the beautiful Star Wars goodness we get to look forward to with Disney in the upcoming, well, really it spans out three years. Yeah. 21, 22, and 23. Yeah. So yeah, provided the uh, the world goes back to normal here soon enough, fingers crossed. Or at least yeah. if not even normal, if there's no normalcy per se as it was. Oh, it At least be. as long as everything, you know, calms down and it's... It'll, it'll never yeah. fully be as it was, yeah. I suppose, but uh, it will be moving forward something new. Right. Um, but yeah, it, provided nothing gets shut down, isolated, and overall closed off again, then we have some new content to look forward to next year, the year after, and the year after that. So... Anything? Anything to add to that? No, I think I'm, I think Ray VG is is pretty good. What we got? I, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed talking about these new things, these new events coming out. Again, off off um, off mic, speaking about different little things we talked about dealing with this and Star Wars universe and other stuff. I mean, it's it's been a good it's been a good good casting. I think tonight. Right. Yeah. I think <clears throat> plenty to look forward to. Uh, a little bit for everybody, especially mm-hmm. in terms of different genres no rom-coms but that doesn't really fit in Star Wars truthfully um it could though actually a little bit of sci-fi rom-com I don't quite know if I've ever seen one that I can think of right offhand. but uh yeah you know what screw it we got every genre to play with because there are billions of planets in that galaxy or at least you know thousands hundreds of thousands I don't know yeah. they never really tell you how far out it goes um, so what could have been a wrong comment? They done certain things, tweaked it slightly. Yeah, it was close. I mean, yeah, certain close ones. Um, poor but, guy was a little sick puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but uh, Amelia Clark had him sprung. Right, I am definitely enjoying the evolution of Papa Mando. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been adorable. But other than that. Uh, yeah, I think that's all there is to it. Thanks for joining us here, this fine, fine cast here. And uh, as always, keep yourself safe. Enjoy your holiday season. Uh, as always, I've been Cody, and with me... Ray BG. And uh, this has been Star Wars. Y'all have a good night. Peace.